There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hey everybody, this is Matt letting you know that Las Culturistas merch is finally here. Go to cottonboro.com to find all the Las Culturistas t-shirts and sweatshirts you could possibly want. We have Katie finalist reader and publicist t-shirts as well as some Las Culturistas sweatshirts with me and Bo on them. You gotta go to cottonboro.com to find all of it. Search for Las Culturistas and also find the link in the description of this episode. All right, get to purchasing. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that oh, culture? Oh, yes. Goodness. Oh, wow. yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Wow, the over. first ever flop off a of ding dong. Wait. What? Where did your brain go, Queena? I, just full transparency, yes. Matt and I had a beautiful pre-roll, as in pre-recording conversation, friendship mm-hmm. convo. Not for you girls. Not for you girls to hear. Some things we keep sacred, private. Sacred dreams. <laughs> and I just was kind of ricocheting into Las Culture mode. Mm-hmm. You know, and then so we you started to say Las Culture. Oh, oh ding, ding dong. dong! Wow, that's the first time we ever haven't done a ding dong I in think the clear. We flopped in the past, have and we? There have been a couple of times, and I think we just immediately choose to erase it from our memory. But it's like I think it's. Do recorded. you think it's that thing of like? So you know, it's like when you do something a million times, then it's hard to keep fresh. Like we, yes. one thing that's been popping up on the pod is we've been starting ding dong very high. Yes, and now yes. it's like we, it's we barely even did ding dong. Well. I think it's because our past couple of days have involved live music, screaming, oh, chanting honey. along, dancing, jumping up and down, drinking wine and Drinking beer. wine, beer, sometimes canned gin and tonics. Can I say we're in London? Gin and tonic culture, it's alive. It's alive. It's all over Europe. Honey, it's the most popular cocktail. <laughs> it's actually rule of culture number nine. Gin, gin and tonic, tonic is the most popular, popular cocktail, cocktail in, Europe, London. in London. In London. <laughs> In Europe. Oh, but like gin is like <laughs> huge. Gin is in. Gin is in in Iceland. Well, oh. When we went to Iceland, it was just like, this is a gin country. It's a gin town. Well, you know what my mother used to say? 
she's of course most famous for saying damn bird right but when i was in high school and i was like she got the sense that i was starting to drink mm, she was she like i don't want you drinking gin and i was like <gasps> what and i was like where the fuck would i find gin and she turned to me and she said without a lot of irony at all i think some but she goes gin is sin <laughs> gin is sin I don't disagree, which like she is like some sort of like Carrie's mother or something. Jenison. Oh my God. And she's true. Because then I did, of course, when you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> when you tantalize a mouse with gin, it's gonna want to sin. It's gonna want to sin. And so then I started getting into gin, and I would say I've had some of my most sinful moments while drinking gin. Lately, I haven't had sinful moments. I've had sleepless moments. Sleepless? I think the other, the other week I had a gin drink before bed and oh. then I couldn't sleep. And I was like, damn. Is that why I've been... Because last night too, I could not sleep at all. What's going on, mama? I, I don't know. Well, I think it's the jet lag, famously. Yeah. When you sort of travel to another country, that's something. That's a risk you're on. Totally. Um, but I have not been able to sleep. Have you been sleeping? I've been sleeping just fine, actually. Soundful. But it's taken me... I've been here long enough where I've adjusted and you might be leaving just as you feel. Yeah. Like you fully. Well, I'm going back to LA tomorrow, which is going to be a 12.5 hour flight. So I'm going to, of course, watch at least VPR. 10 episodes of Vanderpump Rules. Now, you and I are approaching VPR. Let's just get into it. Let's get into well, it. And I bet all... you didn't think that with everything we've gone through the past two weeks that we'd start with Vanderpump Rules, but that is cultural impact is right cultural there. cultural impact right there. First of all, the the counterpoint to Jenison is Jenison, by the way. Jenison. Jenison. Not so Jenison. Oops. And <laughs> I will say that oops. you and I are taking two different approaches to <laughs> Vanderpump, consuming Vanderpump. Yeah. I am doing the abridged syllabus. Yes, that was posted by Bravo TV. By Bravo Instagram, TV. shout out. And whoever curated that, mm. well done. Really good job. Perfect. Adjust the right amount of context. You get the exact right information. It's very important that you watch the Miami Girl episodes. Mm -hmm. It's very important that you watch Sheena Shea's wedding. It's all happening, it's part, all one. happening part one. We didn't yes. know it was part one at the time, but tragic, it was part tragic, one. Tragic, tragic. And so I'm slowly crawling along. I'm not all the way caught up, but I did go ahead and watch the hashtag scandal episode, last episode of season 10, and mm -hmm. uh, of course, the two parts of the finale. And the way that I've gone about it is I just sort of jumped in this season and watched all of this season and then have gone, gone back, back and sort of started from watching from the beginning. Yes. So we are both sort of caught up on the reunion part In different two. ways. Yes, in different ways. In terms of how to talk about the Scandal and Vanderpump Rules, we're very much there. Obviously, some of you Katie's readers, publicists, finalists out there have been with Vanderpump. Completists. Completists have been along for the ride since day one. Mm -hmm. We salute you. Soldiers. Uh, soldiers. And talking to one such person, A.D. Bryant, the other day, she said, I've been watching every single episode. Mm -hmm. I can't believe this is how it's all paid off. Because she was watching Vanderpump Rules being like, why am I watching this? Yeah. And now this year, she's finally like, this is why. And that's why you stick with things. Yes. Do you hear me? I want... Uh, Katie, stop. stop. Pull over the car. <laughs> put the baby down. This is why you stick with things. Okay? If you're having any doubts about anything you're doing in your life, stick with stick it. Because there it. is a scandal at the end of the rainbow. Okay? There really is. And this is rule of culture number 30. Whatever you're doing, doing stick with, with it. it because there's, there's a scandal at the end of the, of the rainbow. rainbow. Period. Can now pick the baby up, Katie. You have mothering to do. You have mothering to do. And we are over here doddering because we are being young girls consuming this show. Now talk about, you're in the middle of season two? I'm in the middle of season two. So basically it's just come to light that it seems like Jackson and Kristen fucked. Yes. And of course we find out they did. 
I've not met a young DJ James Kennedy in the show yet. He comes in and sort of picks Kristen up where Tom Sandoval drops her. Uh-huh. Ariana has come in as sort of, I don't know how to describe it, but the coolest bartender the coolest in the world. Girl. Can I say, as a person who came up in restaurants, talk about this her. show is crucial <laughs> to me because it is such an accurate representation yes. of career bartenders and waitresses. And I'm sorry that that's sort of the vibe all getting sort of into it together mm-hmm. and being all in each other's shit. I remember there was a time in my life where I was like, I have to stop hanging out with everyone at this restaurant. How can you because not? Because it it's very hard because you're all in each other's lives. But I know what it is, restaurant culture, to take over your personal life. Yes. And they allowed that to happen. And of course, it's beautiful Times for us. Million. And also they got on a reality television show where they had to continue it. Right. But this is what happens when you make restaurant life your whole life. It is incestuous and it is perfect TV. This is a perfect reality television show. 100% Full agree. Stop. Now, would you say that there's a missing element from your experience of like, there's no chef interaction. There's no kitchen interaction. This is where we have a missing area because I was going to say because going into the kitchen and the drama between chefs and waitresses to say nothing of food runners to say nothing of food runners because let me tell you bus people yeah bus people and you do see some busters and James Kennedy comes in as a busser and I'm excited for that element Um, because the power structure you see Mm -hmm. what I love is we get true manager drama Peter Peter and also restaurant owner drama Uh Lisa Vanderpump I didn't know there was this dimension, but she really comes in. And what I love about Lisa Vanderpump is it's so consistently this. I don't care. Get back to work. Perfect. It is get back to work back culture. To work. She's like, what's going on? If it's a table, I care. If it's something with Jax, I don't care. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's always something with Jax. It's always something with Jax. But then it comes to a head with Kristen in season three, four. Oh, I cannot wait. You'll see. You'll see. It's so inspiring and wonderful. You see LVPB like. You haven't gone back to work. I yeah. told you to get back to work so many times and you have not obeyed me. Yeah. That's it. You've disobeyed me. <laughs> that Lisa Vanderpump is you've disobeyed me culture. And that's really culture number 50. Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump is you've disobeyed me culture. culture. So flashing forward, I know the bullet points. You know yes, the bullet yes. points. We're now in the second part of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. And I have to say, not only is everyone involved in the central triangle giving perfect reality television, Sheena. Sheena Shay. Bravo. Holding that white claw in that it's all ha- it's really all happening sweatshirt <laughs> over her gown, scowling at the television because of a restraining order from the d- the demon the Raquel, demon. who we've we have thoughts about. Uh, Bowen has posited that we maybe we need to lay off. No, Raquel. no, no. It's not that. It's not exactly a devil's advocate. I think this is a good point. But I was talking to some friends, sidebarring with some other friends, and I'm just gonna say it. I don't think they would mind me saying this, which is one of my catchphrases, as, as, as the readers have pointed out. Yes. I don't think they would mind me saying this, but Cecily and Sarah Sherman have both posited that it might be punching down, so to speak, to shit on Rachel Raquel this much. Because she's dummy. She's dummy, and she was literally punched in the head. Yeah. And there, it, it might be... Again. But I then, don't but know. Then, or but was she punched? Yes. She was pushed. She was pushed. With a nail. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I actually believe... I Bowen believe is giving Sheena- 3D... Re- so, don't move. I'm taking a photo. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm, this I'm is, I want you to know I'm what fanning, I... I'm tucking my thumb and I'm fanning my, my fingers out. <laughs> this is this really... Is. This is the cover of the episode this week is Bowen in 3D. And it's going to be me in the back like... 
<laughs> I love it. The way he just reached out. I reached out to really put a period, to put a fine point on this. Uh-huh. But Matt has rightly retorted with, well, she did ruin these people's lives. Correct. Here's the thing. If you're going to sign up for a reality show as a dumb person, you're going to be responsible for the dumb shit you do in a major yes. way, especially when it's something this famous and impactful yes. and something this egregious. I mean, the cuts to her in the trailer being like, I feel like now I'm watching this and I wish I had written her a note. I'm like, girl, I'm starting you to are- have regrets. <laughs> Like, you fucking fool. How it's un- dare you? It's unbelievable. Also, I have to say, who do you identify with in the show? Can oh, I, that's so I interesting. I think I know who you are. Really? I think you're Katie. In a very powerful way. Thank you for saying I take that as a high compliment. It actually, is. Because Katie, it's meant as one. And who do you identify with? Lala Kent. 1,000%. You are Lala. You are the icon Lala Kent. I feel... As though every time Lala goes too far, I'm like, that's the way I would go too far. Uh-huh. Every time Lala is Lala-ing, I feel like I identify with her rage in many aspects. Yes. It's rage that just... Righteous anger when you your, yourself or her hands are not clean. Okay, you are 1,000% unequivocally Lala. Yes. I was going to identify myself lightly until you said Katie as maybe a Sheena, but maybe not. Just, just someone who like... I don't know, sticks up for her friends. No, you definitely are. But I think that you are you're Katie, Sheena rising. But I'm ultimately Katie's son down. Katie, because you you have like the dry intelligence mm-hmm. and you see it clearly. And the thing too is it's like over the bullshit. Yeah. Finally over the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Schwartz. What a fucking little dweeb. I have to tell you, he bothers me more than Sandoval. Because Sandoval, it's like, we get it, we see it, we're over it. Yeah. Schwartz, it's just like, kind of just, wow. When Katie was like, you're going to lose a lot of friends over this. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't think so. It's like, no, yeah. yeah and you, you deserve to. And if you do get them back, that fucking sucks. And he is like a roach in that way where when you shine the light on him with his shit, he like has to scurry away in mm-hmm. the most obvious dumbest way i'm like this is a dumb person yeah here's the thing is it's like i actually think he's even worse than that Mm. because i don't think he's dumb i think he plays dumb Mm -hmm. and i think he thinks it's cute Mm. i think he thinks like uh what do you mean i'm sure it's everybody loves me and it's like no dude yeah ultimately like you have been made this man's bitch and it's so embarrassing and i think that like Sometimes like his intelligence does jump out a little bit and I'm like, oh, so you are playing dumb, ah, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Because you're trying to play in our face. I can't. I mean, that's what makes it great TV is that he's playing dumb, but he is ultimately smart enough to he's smart enough, quote unquote, to like subjugate himself to Sandoval in a way that is like really pathetic, but so interesting to watch. Every time he made this shit about him. Like when he was sitting down with Ariana in the finale and he was like, I'm taking a beating man. And no. it's just like you're talking to Ariana Maddox in no. this moment. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And also, of course, it's being edited to make it look like that. I'm sure he was a lot more contrite in the moment in the interaction. Mm-hmm. But like, Lord God, every time he said something about how his business is going to fail, it's like, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? His first response when Sandoval said, I'm having an affair with Raquel or something happened with Raquel was like, well, you need to end it because of our business, you fucking moron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, look, mm-hmm. have some foresight for a second. Yeah. They need to buy him out. I think LVP and Schwartz should buy him out and go on a fucking apology tour, and that should be the next season of the show. Oh, interesting. That's what I think. That's really good. 
Because I feel like, from what little I know, it feels like there's no coming back from this. Oh, no, 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 no. Schwartz and Sandy's. Well, can I say, I'm going to reveal this. I actually live very close to Schwartz and Sandy's. Yeah. And had gone there a few times. You've been. Sudi and I went. (laughs) I went a couple times, like, with other people. And let's just say it's haunted. Mm -hmm. The place is cursed. Yeah. And it was already not that busy. Right. And I don't see how it can be more busy. When was the last time you... So this is pre-Scandable. Yeah. You know what's crazy is, like... It was happening among us. Of course. A punks. A punks. Wait a minute. Matt came up with a new word. A new word alert. So, you know, when you are amongst people, you can also look amongst people. You can look amongst people. U P O N G N S T. Is that how you spell? I would say take out the extra N. U P O N G N G S T. Correct. I don't know why I would throw that N in there. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. You could feel it amongst the space. I looked at Punk's The Space <laughs> and even the other day, like when I walked to Gelson's just to like pick some things up and I was like, wow, it is a haunted house. And hmm. I'm not saying much more about like my own interactions with it. But well, first of all, I'll say it's sad because the food was actually good. They actually figured out the menu. Yeah, good. I believed them. But you know, I, be- <laughs> I believed. I believed them. them. What, do you remember what you had? I'm not going to even go as far as to say what menu items I would recommend because guess what? Coming in July, something about her. Something about sandwich her. Sandwich shop on Robertson. And guess what I got for us? I got us two medium black crew neck so thankful. sweatshirts that say something about her. So thankful. And we're, I'm giving you the other one. I got one for myself and one for you. And suffice it to say this. This is an open invitation. Oh, Katie Maloney and Ariana Maddox. Please come on the come pod. Come on the pod. I've had, let's just say, a DM conversation with Katie. Oh, Where my there's God. interest. And listen. Listen, Ariana, she, she's I've, busy. She's busy. She's getting that check. God bless her. And I keep bringing this up. I, I keep dining out on this, on the pod. But we had a lovely chat, lovely time together at Upfronts. Last, last year's year. Upfronts. Last year's Upfronts, where she was so sweet. I was like, I, I had not watched Vanderpump. She was like, we were talking for a bit. And then she goes, and she did not ask me this outright. She was like, do you know who I am? Basically. Yeah. yeah, or she, yeah. No, she was like, do you watch Vanderpump? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't. Yeah. She goes, that's eh, fine. Whatever. Like she was just so like, she was just checking in to make sure because she, totally. she I mean, that's she, totally yeah, she, 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 she wanted to get board. a temperature check on the, or just, yeah. yeah. And then we just immediately moved on from that. Had a lovely conversation. Yeah. yeah she yeah. of course, obviously loves sketch comedy. Yes! <laughs> she takes it very seriously. See, and then I asked a question on Watch What Happens Live. Yes. I DM'd a question in and they asked it. And, and she oh my said, God, she I love Matt Rogers ah! twice, which made me feel very seen. Yes. And I just want to say back, we see y'all. We see y'all. And we, we're not saying you need our help at all for the opening of the store. Any promo at all. You couldn't be more in the zeitgeist, but we want to be a part of it. I'm going to be coming anyway. We're coming no matter what. We'd love to have you in for a nice little chat, fun hang. It'd be a fun hang, guaranteed. Yes. And then guess what? It coincides with the occasion of something about her. And there's something about this opportunity that could be right. <laughs> I don't know. But okay, so in a way to sort of transition, but also give a last thought on Vanderpump, I want to say that my snatch game is DJ James Kennedy. 1000% good. So inspired. I'm not ready to do any part of it right now because I've no, sort of uh, discovered that my British accent here in London is, is not, James Kennedy. It's not sort of getting better. One would I say. I would say it is. You think so? <laughs> do you think? Do you think? It's a bit shit in it. It's a bit shit in it. It's a bit shit. 
You're joking. You're joking. You're joking. Are you daft? Are you daft? Okay, so I asked some British people, do people here say, are you daft? And they, and they were like, maybe old a, people. Yeah, or they said old people. Uh, we were told very, very, um, in no uncertain terms, that core blimey is, has gone. It's out. It's out. It's been out. It's, core blimey. Core blimey. See, See I, but I love it, though. Bloody, people still throw around bloody. And I never really, bloody to me seems like a little too on the nose. Yeah, bloody. Bloody. Bloody brilliant. Bloody brilliant. You're bloody brilliant in that. Um, and then it's bloody brilliant, isn't it? Smashed it. Smashed it. Knackered. Knackered. Um, you're right, babes. You're right, babes. Yeah, good. You okay? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Coffee. Coffee. Oh, should we? <laughs> what? So get this. The other night, we're going out to the bar to watch. We watched uh, Drag Race at Two Brewers. Yes. So I go Clapping. early. Bowen's working, filming mm. the film, and I go with Matt Whitaker. Our dearest. Our dearest. And we go to, because I want to see uh, yes, of the, course. the RuPaul's Drag Race episode that, that we guest judged out in the wild. So we go to two brewers yeah. in Chapham. Clapham. Clapham. <laughs> Clapham. And we get there and there's mm, six 10, people, yeah. six to 10 people there. I said, this is fine. Uh-huh. I walk in and it's like exactly when I'm coming on to do the Snatch Game. Aww. And then fa- fast forward to Bowen gets there, etc. We're leaving the bar. Oh who, my God! Who, who walks up? Tia Coffee herself. Tia Coffee herself, who and perplexed. Perplexed, like, what? I just watched you guys she's on like, the episode. She's like, what are you guys doing here? We were like, what are you doing, doing here? here? <laughs> and then we turn to our right, and there is the legend. Something Wong. Something Wong. Two Drag Race UK fucking We legends. scream. We we're, scream. We were absolutely... You and Whitaker full on doing the Alan Turing typing. We did. We literally, <laughs> I looked at Tia Coffee, and all I could do was type. Was type. And I was like, <laughs> Bone was like, you were ashamed. You I were like, not, how many people do this I was not ashamed. Term? I was like, all I said was, I mean, you two literally did the thing that she like immediately kind of like rolled her eyes at and was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that, that is what off. I did, isn't it? Like how many thousands of faggots have gone up to see a coffee it's and iconic. It's iconic. It though. is so iconic. And it's like, you know what it is? It's like when uh, Lady Gaga came out with Bad Romance yes. and that's always going to be like her big song. It's like Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, yeah. Tia Coffee is typing. It's typing. And that's just... It's just going to be it. And she could not have been lovelier. She said, are you guys going to Hoopla? We said, we have tickets for Sunday. We'll get into Hoopla later. We'll we had a it. blast. A most amazing time. Should we talk about Drag Race now or should we talk about... Well, uh, so then I turned, I turned to Bowen and I said, I'm Tia Coffee and you're something <laughs> wrong. And Bowen said... That's the most racist thing you've said to me in years. <laughs> in a very, in a, in a lightly, in a light in way, a light way, I said, oh, that's the most racist thing you've said to me in years. <laughs> and it was, it really it was. It really was. Um, drag race. Drag let's race. Ju- let's just say we've been sitting on this one, sitting on a secret. Sitting on a secret. We went into that episode. We were invited to be guest judges on the Snatch Game of Love episode. It was more fun than it looked. It was so much more fun than it Ugh. looked. Surreal. I mean, you know what? To me, like, have you thought this? I can't believe that was two days of yeah. shooting. It felt like one continuum of time. Yeah. A blur. Can we say it is such a happy set? L- oh, Everyone's loving set. their life. And they also, we, we should say, we got there like right, I think it was two days after they had received like another boatload of Emmy nominations. Right. So the vibes were good. The queens were, well, it was a weird day. Heidi was there. We were told all the queens' 
Snatch Game impressions. Yes. I see a Heidi doing Blackbeard. I go, that's really interesting and funny. Yeah. So the peek behind the curtain is Bowen is sitting watching it. Like I, I'm watching Matt's Snatch Game round. He's watching my round. So I hear him cackle at the Jimbo tap dance. Oh I have my no, God. I can't see. I have no idea what's going on. But I, all I hear is Rue and Matt guffawing. I was, <laughs> you don't understand. It definitely read on, on, on camera, television totally. because everyone's talking about how funny it was. Watching Jimbo <laughs> do that tap dance and the whole performance, but watching Perfect. Jimbo do the tap dance in person, especially because it's so quiet in the room, <laughs> you have to imagine like no, no other sound, sound no except the sound of Rue screaming, laughing at this justifiably. Yes. And also to say nothing of Rue was screaming dying at Alexis Michelle's B. Arthur. Too. Oh, yeah. Love but the, the Shirley Temple and the B. Arthur were great, but the Shirley Temple tap dance. One of the funniest things I have seen ever. It's so clown school. It's so Quebecois. It's so like Canadian. Like it's li- literally Jimbo. Like yeah. came up doing that. Yeah, and it's like God. It like it's perfect to marry that into drag. I was dying because you're on the other side of the sugar wall, not being able to see it. Just Just your mouth is like open, like because you knew something was happening, but you could not possibly see what. Right. Everyone on set is screaming, and then. So what happens is I sort of had, let's just say it, it was like a, I had like a flop group. I thought James was, James and, was great. And it was a little unfair. So great. I think it's like, okay, let's say sure. Every gay man has a, a Jennifer Coolidge impression. She made it work for Snatch Game in a way that was like great. Like she reacted yes. to everything that was thrown at her. She was so funny. I mean, yeah. whatever. She was great. Well, also remember that this happened last July. Pre-White Lotus season two. Pre-White Lotus season two. So it was like both a perfect like, timing thing because now she's like uber famous but also at the time it was not as okay jennifer coolidge as it is now but she was clearly the winner of that group and was was great but watching your group was like they crushed it so much fun i mean even like uh you know i I guess if the fourth place out of that was like la la ria sukiana like Mm -hmm. it was still like Mm -hmm. a wonderful slay yes yes I love Candy. The Candy cut, was great. The cut to Candy just looking at Jimbo up and down while the tap dance was happening with the yeah. cigarette in her mouth. I was like, that's really good. Candy had jokes. Like, Candy had jokes. Like, Ruby, I'm like, you can call the feds? And then Candy goes, you tell me, you're the one mic'd. <laughs> really good. It was good. I mean, it was we great. We love Candy. So we did our little lip sync. They showed about a third of it. We did do the whole Roxy Andrews verse. Yes. To Red, you wrote you. And then... That was over in like two hours, right? Two and a half hours. That was a yeah, shorter day. That was a shorter day. Yeah. And then it's the main stage day that like is the full eight, nine hour experience. It's really and wild. Really wild, really fun. Again, silent soundstage. Yeah. Silent soundstage. Amazing to be there in person though. It is true. They do two walks each. Mm-hmm. One with the trap, one without so that we can just say our little quips. Yeah. Um, Ross Matthews was next to us. So lovely. So lovely. So helpful. So helpful. Ross was like, okay, so this is what happens. Like, mm-hmm. and like gave us the download. And thank God, because no one really told us like the ins and outs, like the tea. Yeah. He goes, um, okay, so they're gonna go with the music and then you just write down your little jokes or whatever. Like, and he goes, just like, you know, let Michelle go first. Let Michelle go first. And that was right, because Michelle was a machine. Yep. She set the tone with those puns. Totally. And Rue was also unreal. And Ross was, of course, amazing. Like, they, correct me if I'm wrong, like, that was, like, one of the highlights of the day was hearing how quick they were with all of those puns and jokes. Like, it is Yep. And it it is, like, you and I just having to, like, get in there. And it reminded me of, like, any, like, 
writer's room. Yep. Where it's like, you, you just gotta like find the right opening. Yep. But it was like that times, like sped up to like a thousand. It yep. was like, okay, you gotta just really, just need yeah. your way in. And it was yeah. so fun. And Michelle is definitely head judge vibes. Yeah. You fall right in line. Yeah. Like, and also, you know, we were saying the tea where she was talking Broadway. It was giving Michelle yes. Visage. We were, we were talking about Funny Girl. We were. That was when Funny Girl was going down. Yep. 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 But she had pre- thoughts on everything. She had thoughts on it. It was pre Leah starting. Mm-hmm. But it was right as things were like transitioning from from Beanie to Leah. So very interesting to be on the ground for that tea. And then they tell us, oh, they tell us before. So by the way, while Bowen did not get to see Jimbo in person, they in the beginning of the day, we see like an already edited version of the show. Yes, yes. Which was interesting. They like put it together. They were like, so this is what we put together of yesterday. So you guys can have seen Mm -hmm. Snatch Game. So we did get like a complete view of the whole snap so that we could critique fairly right then they say heidi has chosen to leave for mental health reasons and the queens are like shook Mm -hmm. so we were just like moving forward and um yeah watched the runway did the whole thing it is so quiet you're right it is so quiet. even during the lipstick assassin reveal when that thing is going it is nothing it's so funny silent silent Just like all the lights are going, dun, 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 but you have to in your brain be like, oh my God, like, oh, Rue also walks the runway to silence. Yes. Which was hilarious. <laughs> um, and they do the whole bit. And then, yeah, Jasmine Kennedy came out, crushed yeah. it. When they do a death drop, the sound that the floor makes is so jarring. <laughs> yep. And we turned to Ross and we're like, is it like that every time? And Ross goes, every time. It's always scary. Wow. I don't remember him saying that. I was like, does this sound like that every time? Every time. Oh, wow. Just like the sound of like a body hitting the floor. Not like a fun death drop moment. It was the sound of a body slamming to the floor. On fucking like a vinyl tile or yep. whatever it is, you know? Mayhem Miller did our hair and makeup. Oh my God, what the a legend. gem legend. Ugh. We love her so much. She made us look, it's, you know, it's the filter on the camera, on the lens. Beat us down. But we were beat down and I mean... I've never looked bronzer. I mean, here's and, a, and I loved it. Yeah, it was. Here's what I'll say to everyone: being like, they were glowing radiant. We were beat to hell by a drag queen and had RuPaul's lighting. Yes, I, that's. I mean, that's all like, there is. That, what else do you want? <laughs> like, and I wish we could say that's how we looked. No, it will never be again. <laughs> it will never be again. But that's okay. That's okay. Also, I was absolutely dying of Shigella. Oh my god! I can't. You reminded me, and I. That was. I. I remember this. Readers will remember when we came back from Fire Island last year. Oh my um, God. I was talking about how sick I was, how I had um, had interactions with gay men that led to me being sick. Understand, we shot this episode of Drag Race a week later. I was so ill. Bone and I were sharing a trailer. I felt so bad for you because no. I was, I had, I wanted to make sure you were okay. I had the runs down. Like I was like dehydrated for a week leading <sighs> up to it. It was the fact that we, were able to pull me together for that was while I was Girl. really upset because I was like, am I going to have to like cancel drag race because oh. I'm this sick? I'm telling you, I, we barely made it. God, I mean, you, no one would be able to tell because of the power of lighting and hair and makeup. And Michael Fisher dressed us down. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, King. But yeah, that was, that's a little peek behind the curtain. Mm. I was dripping with sweat every second, like dying, 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 dying in a way where you're like, God, I, I I hate, hate, hate that feeling of when you're sick, dehydrated, just like emptying yourself 
yeah. so often from either end that you go, I didn't know I had this much content. In yeah, they, I was I was creating content all day. <laughs> I really was. And basically, like, we made it through. I think my body was, like, not allowing me to fuck up that moment. Yeah. I was like, we were making it through. I mean, thank God we did. Because it was, that was as much of a life highlight as it looked like. Yeah. And like I said, everyone was so nice. And, you know, I heard a little bit about the rest of the season and I heard it's great. Mm-hmm. And I mean, give it up for what I'm going to call one of the best drag race performances in a single episode ever by Jimbo. Love. I mean, that runway. That runway. I mean. Describe what it was like watching it come down the runway. It was horror. It was horror. We were like, literally, we were like, what the fuck are we looking at? And then as soon as she turned, all of us on the judges table screamed. Screaming. Because I really thought for a while that was her face. Right. That there's I, I don't <laughs> know how to describe like it looked just like weird makeup on her face uh-huh. unless she was moving her head in a <laughs> weird way. That's how effective it was in person. So effective. The feet, the bend in the knees looking completely unnatural to the point where you're like is this is something wrong with her? But like, like in, in the, within the realm of possibility being like wait like what's happened and then the turn i mean the two reveals yeah because then the snake popping out of the apple was lovely i mean when you put that together with that snatch game it's a wrap i mean that, I that was the only part of the episode i was like there was a lack of um surprise Stakes, and suspense yeah. because kind of knew they weren't going to eliminate someone when right. heidi had left early definitely a slam dunk win for jimbo and also we saw Jasmine earlier in the day. You did. I didn't see her. Oh, I think I was. I think uh-huh. I did see her because I was like, "Oh, look!" I think I told you. I was like, "It's Jasmine." Uh-huh, and you were uh-huh. like, "Oh my god, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, for sure," because she's here, yeah, and there's yeah. no other reason for her to be here. Because I think we we were told all the queens that had been there and had been eliminated, uh-huh. or were we? Well, we were told the yes, yes, we were yeah, told, yeah, and then yeah. we literally saw Darian like pass us for the fame games for the fame games yeah i mean we, we got to wave at her and we waved to Darian. we loved her. i was bummed that she was I out know. like i was like i would have loved to have seen her but you know yeah me too let me no regrets that was i mean drag Wars was a sleigh it y'all. was a sleigh when it comes to travel we all have that happy place whether it's the beach ski slopes couples getaway or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. From original art and diplomas to ticket stubs and the keys to your first home, we all have mementos we'd love to put on display. FrameBridge is the easy and affordable way to custom frame just about anything with fair upfront pricing based on the size of your item and fast, free shipping. Plus, your happiness is guaranteed. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started. That's FrameBridge.com. Okay, let's talk about our concert-going experiences. Of Maybe what you're all here for. Because can you even believe the like the couple weeks that we've had that like that wasn't even the first thing that we jumped into the fact that we saw eras and renaissance in the last two weeks you being on the floor for both of those and relatively the same spot weirdly you were on this yes you were like stage you were stage left yes. on the floor for both shows yes well I Slay. so let should we do eras first let's do eras first. yeah the eras tour a feat of stamina. Oh, a feat of, I mean, a showcase of songwriting, masterclass, everyone in that stadium. Oh my God. Like, best friends with each other. Best friends with each other. The friendship bracelets. That was so cute. So cute. I mean, we met so many lovely people yeah. who um, just came up to us, gave gave us Taylor Swift bracelets. Mm-hmm. I had one that was just Karma is a cat bead. I got that one too actually. So cute. That one was really really cute. No, people were like the energy in the stadium was definitely and yes it was MetLife Stadium and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But it was so like to use the words of Ilana Glazer on this podcast. There was a thick joy yeah. in the stadium. We got there. We decided to get there a little bit late so we caught like the last half of Miss Bridgers mm-hmm. and then we get there and Taylor from 7.55 p.m. to 11.25 p.m., I guess, just gives three and a half hours of the Eras tour. This was... The only way I can describe it is it's the fucking world's biggest pop star showcasing the most coveted, impressive library of pop music. And it really didn't feel like anything was super missing. Like, I didn't... If anything, like... But Speak Now stuff? If anything, yes, Speak Now, I would have loved to hear, like, Sparks Fly, we said. Yeah. But also the surprise songs we got, Welcome to New York, which I could see some people around me being like, okay, we got Welcome to New York. No, I was thrilled. I was thrilled with Welcome to New York. We got Welcome to New York and Clean, which before the end of Clean, like there were some people around me who were like, she's doing first track of 1989 and last track. Is she about to announce something? Yeah, it did feel like that. And then, but it did not come to pass. She did not. But lovely. I mean, when she announced Clean, we collapsed. We collapsed. We had a physical collapse into each other. It was, it was... I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Because she did debut a rule um, mm-hmm. for herself that she has set, which is she's allowed to repeat a song if she either messed up a lyric or if she feels like she could have done it better. And I feel like I could have done this in a higher key. Yes, 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 yes. But we got most of we, the 1989 album, I guess. We did. We did. And we, we did. famously saw 1989 World Tour there years and years ago. Do you have highlights? I mean, I, I, there were so many, but what are your highlights? So many. I loved Cruel Summer. I love that she set up Cruel Summer 
uh, she she took a moment to like address the crowd before the bridge. He goes, "We've arrived oh, yeah. at our first bridge of the night. Yes, let's cross it together." Ooh. And by cross, I mean scream. scream. And then we all screamed. We scrum. And then highlight for me was folklore. Folklore felt huge. That was one thing when it first came out. I remember us talking. By the way, we iconically first listened to Folklore in Greta Tittleman's home and when the, the girls were talking and we were like, you guys need to stop talking. Sudi and Greta were trying on outfits and showing us in and the I was living like, room. This isn't we fashion like, this, show. This isn't the time. This is not fashion <laughs> show. Folklore is on. In Greta's home. In Greta's in home. In someone else's in home. In someone else's home. We were making rules. I feel like, weren't we always saying though, like, how is this going to feel? She's not going to be able to do an intimate concert of this. Right. Don't worry if you haven't seen it yet. Folklore feels massive. Yeah. And the bridge of illicit affairs. Yeah, I turned to you and you were like, "Wow, she really fit that one in there." Yeah, I can't can't even tell you it felt like the Super Bowl. Yeah, you've I loved that in your Instagram caption. It was major, mm-hmm. and we keep saying Betty. Oof. I love that song mm. so much. Might be my favorite off of. Well, it's hard between. Betty, August, and Mirabal. I was missing Mirabal from that set list. No problem. Mm. I'm sure. I think she's done it. It was, I think, one of the first surprise songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But that was a highlight. I loved Reputation. Reputation was just as major as you think it's going to be. This when the snake starts coming on the back back wall, you're like, absolutely. It was like the energy picked back up again. It was like a new concert. It was a new concert. That's one thing I'll compliment her on is like. Every era felt extremely vivid and its own thing. Like mm-hmm. it was like it was almost like it was like nine or ten isolated concerts in that way. Like really smart, I think, to start with Lover mm-hmm. because it's light out and it feels like yeah. that that like energy picks it up. Like it's like we're doing it as like you know uh-huh. the sun is setting, uh-huh. and uh-huh. by the time it's reputation, there's not a light in the it's, sky. It's the damn. We're at the fucking sex dungeon. Yes. You know? And approaching midnight for midnight. Yes. Genius. Which went really hard. Midnights, I was not expecting to love live that much. Fucking bejeweled. Oh. LGBTQIA plus recruitment song. Actually, I'm upset that uh, Bejeweled is not nominated for the Diplo Award for LGBTQ. That's a mistake on our part in terms of the campaign timeline, in terms of the nominations announcement timeline. Yes. That we'll, was we'll, get into, we'll get into part. the awards later. Yes, and there's some things you need to know about the awards. There's some songs you need to get off book for. There's some <laughs> things you need to prepare. But I'll say this. The witchiness of Evermore being leaned into, I think really helped to distinguish it from folklore. From folklore. Yes, yes, Because yes. there's, a, there's a stark difference between Evermore and folklore, which you didn't expect. Like, Evermore felt like darker. Yes, yes. And folklore felt, I'm just going to say the most basic word, lighter. It just it's, felt it's witches. folksier. Yeah. Yes. Evermore is, is witches. Folklore is, I'm going to say, this doesn't quite feel right, but fairy. Yeah, nymph. I was going to say nymph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dryad. Yes. In the woods. The burning house into Fearless. Oh my God. Love. Love it. Fearless was also a moment red to say nothing of red. I mean, maybe we're just taking red for granted at this point because red also had red was like a featured moment of the show. It was like an extended moment in the show. The 10 minute all too well, just it does exactly what you think it's going to do. It unifies. It unifies. She is in a fucking red sequined trench coat I want to say some kind of cape situation like it just looks like that stage picture is wow yeah it's 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 huge and then um 
Blank Space, I mean, widely agreed upon by many, many authoritatively musical people that it, one of the best pop songs ever written. I mean, it's it's effervescent. It lifts. It is one of the great moments. One of the great moments. Of concert going history. <laughs> yes. When you listen to Blank Space amongst the girls. Apongst the girls. Apong. When, when, when sh- Blank Space, it falls apongst the girls. It fell apongst us. Yes. And I knew that Taylor was looking apongst us and feeling very proud of what she had accomplished there. Also, like, shake it off. Crushed it. I was dancing like a gay man. To mm. it. I really mm. was. And I looked over and you were being gay. I was being gay. We were both being pretty gay during the show throughout. Yes. While the streams into bad blood. And I'm not even a bad blood superstar. No, stand. but it was fun. It was so fun. Fun little moment. And then getting out of Met Life was pure hell. Cruel. Cruel, but we we were lucky. We were like, we were out of there within a, not it was not chromatica ball level. No. And we were just listening to tunes in the car. We were listening to some some Maisie Peters tracks. And uh, we were actually were listening to an upcoming album. We were listening to we an upcoming got, we album. We got to listen to an upcoming album. And more we're, on that soon. More on that soon. <laughs> Let's talk about... We're going to be seeing Renaissance Tour. We're lucky enough to see Renaissance Tour twice. Mm-hmm. We're going to see it at MetLife again. Let's talk about Renaissance. In London at Tottenham. <sighs> First of all, wonderfully run venue. Oh my god. This was, if compared to MetLife, this was like... I was at Disney. It was as if... (laughs) Okay, so getting into MetLife was like trying to get a reservation at at the invite-only Cipriani's and getting into Tottenham was... Walking into McDonald's. Walking into McDonald's. Eating the best meal of your life. Walking into McDonald's at like, I don't know, like 1pm on a weekday. It was like, yeah, no one's here. Or no, it's everyone's here, but everyone's able to like get to a touchscreen. Exactly. You know? And I, I, I mean, this was... So we get there. We're not seated together. We're not seated together. Bone was up in the nosebleeds. Still a perfect view. Still a perfect view because this show could be bigger. pure spectacle. She's one of our... She, she No, not one of our. She is... No, she is. Our best, our greatest living performer. And people being like... Taylor or Beyonce, what was better? Don't you, even go you there. You can't compare. It's apples and oranges. It is actually the definition of apples and oranges. They should start saying Beyonce and Taylor's because say that. Say that. That's My a rule of culture. It. That's a rule of culture. What but, rule but, but, is, but, but, it but, but, is it? Um, twenty-four. It's rule of culture number twenty-four. Apples, apples and oranges. oranges. They should start, start with saying Beyonce's and Taylor's because Taylor was, like I said, world's biggest pop star presenting her and showcasing her library. Beyonce Renaissance was. Let me get the ballads out of the way, and let's we're gonna turn this into the fucking club. World's greatest performer and most important artist giving the Renaissance ball an installment in her career. It didn't feel like cumulative, although it was. It felt like I'm doing the Renaissance ball. Yes, and it was rumored that she was gonna come out and be her own opening act. She comes out, chooses. Both the most perfect songs to open with and also the most random songs to open with. Dangerously in Love, Into Flaws and All, Into One Plus Plus One, one, Into into a Cover of I'm Going Down, Into I Care, with some Tina Proud Mary Mm -hmm. ballad version, Tina Turner. Um, River Deep Mountain High. River Deep Mountain High. Uh uh A beautiful rendition. Unbelievable. Such an unexpected original interpretation of, of that song. And then, like, fully in her Vegas residency gown. Yep. Like, she's changing up the looks each show, but each show is giving, like, 
I could do a Vegas residency if I wanted. If I just, wanted to, if I ever deigned. And what's, what, what I find really nice about Renaissance, about the Renaissance tour is that if I'm going to compare it to Formation, Formation was her being like, I'm doing stadiums now. Yep. Let me give you everything. Yes. And it was just intense, like everything out of fucking 14. Big, big, big. Big, big, big. And this, I feel like, was let me just give you looks, gags, fun. Everyone is having a good fucking time. It was a party. It was a fucking party. In a stadium like that, I'm like, mm-hmm. Chromatica Ball wasn't even necessarily giving that. Like, Chromatica mm. Ball was like, this is years in the making. Like, yeah. I, I'm finally getting to tour with this. Renaissance tour was like, let's just have fucking fun. Yeah, it, it somehow... And maybe it's because the GA that I was in was like entirely standing room and it was like a dance party mm-hmm. down there. It somehow really made the entire stadium feel like a dance floor. Yep. And that is like the best compliment I can give it. It was to say nothing of like how much of the stadium she seemed to use. Yeah. Like it was like a 360 experience in a way. The camera being in the skies, the way she would find the camera in the air, just like truly no one is capable of this. I mean, it's hard to even say highlights because it, the whole thing felt like the Renaissance album, like a continuous party. Yeah. But I would say this section, we, we, what we're calling the red section, she started with formation uh-huh. and went through uh, Black Parade. Th- I my mean, pa- it was, my power, Black Parade. Oh my God. Um, into fucking Savage, I think. Yeah, Savage. The woman rode out on a tank while her daughter is the most unbothered child to can ever you live. even imagine? And people, can I say, people online being like, Blue Ivy Carter is not slaying. You weren't there. You weren't there. You weren't there. It's actually an unbothered slay. She's hitting every fucking move, but she's going, she's giving you like nothing in the face in a yes. way that is so fucking perfect. 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 And, so, and she's also leading this huge like processional mm-hmm. behind her mm-hmm. and you're looking right at her and it is i mean it's it's way more impressive than i think the stupid tiktoks and videos are making it out to be which is uh, ne- always going to dull it and dilute it like yeah. of course you're not going to get the same experience watching it from your fucking phone no no like it is something else to be there and then the, the moment that got me was Huge round of applause for Blue. Like, they, like, shone the light on Blue. Everyone's losing their minds. Just living for this little girl. Yep. Cuts to Beyonce on the big camp. She, yep. The proudest look I've ever Glowing. seen. Glowing. Glowing. And she says, everybody say, hey, Miss Carter. And what I love, as, as Blue's leaving, and everyone says, hey, Miss Carter. And then my favorite thing is, she goes right into fucking partition. So she's like, now my daughter's going to leave. And I'm going to get into my big slut yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. And she goes, do I have any partition fans in the audience? As if anyone would dare not be the biggest partition fan. She gave partition as blue as exiting. And then I believe it was into Savage. So she was oh. like, now that my daughter's not here, let me let my pussy into the wind. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whew. That is a fucking catalog. Oh, period. On Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, just Obviously, like, but. and also to say nothing of the set list too was just perfection because then she gives love on top and she lets the audience go into the key changes and she's just like helping out and mm-hmm. she's like, yes. And then it explodes into crazy in love and you didn't see it coming. And then she just begins her stomp, does original head. choreo. It just takes you back to 2003. Yeah. When I remember like, 
not only the music video, obviously, but and also that iconic song, which is like still like we said earlier, like, you know, like it's that thing of like Tia Coffee will always be typing. Yes. Like Lady Gaga will always be bad romance. Like Beyonce has done Beyonce since that, but still crazy in love is still that moment that we will always remember. And I'll just never forget watching her perform it on the VMAs that year, years and years and years ago. And watching that original choreo, I used to like fast forward it, rewind it, mm-hmm. just just like watch it again and again and again. And just to see her do that original choreo again, I was like, my God, this is like standing the test of time yeah. in such a way. And uh, to your point about like her finding the cameras, mm. I think she knows her stage picture at all times. Or like her, no one else. It's so wild. Yeah. She knows exactly how she looks in every single moment. Yes, she does. Oh, I mean, and every every track of Renaissance was perfect. I mean, highlights include like I mean, Alien Superstar, obviously. Fucking Move was incredible. Move was amazing. Uh, Pure Honey, just like the like Vogue section of that, like the ball section of that was <sighs> um, so unbelievable to watch. Her dancers are fucking phenomenal. It's just, and she has never, and this is obviously like it's it's like you have to toss your hands up and say this, but like. Never looked more beautiful. Never looked more beautiful. It, it's insane. I know. I know. Mm. I and mean, sounded perfect. Giving us a live vocal start to finish. A million notes. Like, never lost. I know. Never lost it. What? Duh. Duh. But, like, I mean, and so I would say, so how many times have you seen her? I started with Mrs. Carter. Yeah. So I saw one before that. I saw you the saw four at, at Roseland. Roseland, which you I lucky do have bitch. to always say will always be my favorite because it was the most intimate. It was so intimate and yeah. so small. And it was just unreal because I believe that was like formative for me at the time. This was unreal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the Renaissance tour, it Ugh. gave everything. It gave it everything. Give. Heated. Yeah. The only time she dropped, quote unquote, any like lyric or anything was heated where she literally like before the song, before she goes into the song, she goes, y'all yeah. want to help me out on heated? Cause like I get two words in to like that, you know, that end section and it like, yep. and I start to run out of breath and there's no way any one person can do that whole section without running out of breath live. Yep. No. But meanwhile, like we know every fucking word. God, I fucking love that song. She also, I have to say, like one of the highlights for me was Break My Soul into like the Vogue remix of mm-hmm. Break My Soul, which she mm. gave also the whole thing and like all the names came up on the back wall. By the way, just claps and a standing ovation to the crew of both of these shows. Yes. I mean, the unreal production value, like the robots, the robotics in the Beyonce show, just like the Metropolis vibes of it all, like Beyonce being Cindy like, Mayweather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like truly, like when she comes out for the for the, after she opens the show, she comes out and she's like encased in like metallic silver, and these robots literally remove pieces of her garment so she can come out mm-hmm. and like perform. It is. It's so surreal yeah. to watch and it's just so perfectly realized and she is holding the center the entire time. I mean, like, it's just... We're very lucky that we got to see these performers. We went to Mighty Hoopla the day after. Ah, Big queer music festival in the UK, in London, Brockwell Park in Brixton. It was so much fun. As if we needed to be more blissed out. I know. It was just a lovely experience. We saw Dagny. Dagny was incredible. That's another like. Yeah. Keep your eye on keep this. Keep your one. eye on Dagny. The live vocal on her. Wow. And that uh-huh. is like pop perfection. That is just yeah. like. I mean. Scandinavian, what else do you want? Clean pop. Yeah. Yeah. 
not clean, clean as in just like these melodies are like fucking razor sharp and perfect pop voice. I mean, just, Truly. just really that girl. Then we went over and we saw Tuva Stierka. Tuva Stierka. Who, like, I love that she's just gotten like really queer and messy. Like, so I've been a fan of hers for years now. And I think she's so, so, so wonderful. Everyone should check her out. But she has this song called Say My Name, not in reference to Beyonce or, not, or Destiny's Child. Um, wonderful songs. And that was like a different, smaller venue. And then we saw Confidence Man, who are goofy, fun, stupid, mm. weird. And I use all of those words lovingly. And then we saw Jake Shears. Jake Shears. Just lovely. What so. an incredible, iconic energy. Like looking just as good as the day one. So fun. So fun. And then we um, went to a, a dance party under a tent called Swift Again. Yes, we did. We went to something <laughs> called Swift Again. It was another hour as if we needed more Taylor. <laughs> we just heard those same songs again. With hundreds and hundreds of British Swifties who were all equally excited to be there, yes. screaming all 10 minutes of the all too well 10 minute version. Everyone was off book. Yes, we did experience Swift again in post Eras Tour, and we will be seeing the Eras Tour again. So that is where we are at. Yes, it's going to be a summer of music. I'm sure I'll end up at one of the Madonna shows. I really would like to go. I think it's, I think it's worth as. Our experiences, our general, I'm saying like our, as in like everyone's experience with Madonna Live lately has been, okay, I guess we're waiting around for an hour and a half, longer than we thought we would. Yeah. Yeah. But no problem. It's Madonna. Um, Apparently, We Hope Pride was very giving. We missed it. But uh, Jesse Ware uh, apparently killed it. Adina was there. I'm going to go next week. I'm seeing Megan Thee Stallion Friday and then Mariah Saturday. Oh, my God. I had heard that Adina was told several times to leave the stage because her set was over and she just kept singing. You know what? <laughs> Eat. Yeah. Let it go. And here's what I'd say to anyone talking to Adina to get off the stage. Let it go. We love Adina, but there are videos out there of her bailing out on the last note of let on. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? Good. Good. Because you know you can't. She did the last note of Defying Gravity. She did. She tried. She did it. She did it. And it's growth within a set to be like, for Let It Go, for Storm Ray John, I'm going to throw the mic over to the audience. I'm, I'm giving it to you gays. I'm giving it to you gays. Because you know what also that does? It says, oh, you gays think you can do it? Try. Go ahead. Here's the <laughs> mic. If you gays think you can do it. But some of them can. Some very of few of them can. can. Some of them, And they all try. And they all try. Have we established Adina Menzel as a base on this podcast or no? Is that Adina is a base. Is that one of the... <laughs> Rules of culture. And also, you know, Adele Dazeem is the number one moment in our culture history. So Adina has a massive place in the culture. Oh, and absolutely. her move to gay icon and, and pride performer and pride staple, I think, is long overdue. And we should also say, we did see her perform her new single, we You did. Better Move For Me, at the Glad Awards. The Glad Awards. And she, was, and she did present us in Fire Island. And we gave her a huge hug and she emanates. She emanates. And I would say, unfortunately for Move, we haven't yet talked about it yet on this podcast, but there is a song of the summer. There is a queer staple. It is a nominee for record of the year. It is Padam Padam. Padam Padam, which I think people are already trying to be like, oh, like it's we're oversaturated. No, they need to stop. No, you must just accept the fact that this song is will be with us for forever. I mean, when you say Padam, I go Padam, period. Period. That's actually Rilla Culture number eight. 
when you, you say param, I, I go param. Period. And that is that is forever. Param is forever. Param is on the same level of staying power as diva down. We need we need a medic boots. It's as if Dr. Roberta Bobby wrote the song. It's Dr. Roberta Bobby. It is. Hi, Diva. May I call you Diva? My name is Detective Fierce. You're not in trouble, Boots. We're just trying to get the tea on the situation. It is part of the lexicon of queerness. Get on board or else, faggot. Or else. The train is leaving the station and it's headed to Panam. I'm hearing rumors that Suzanne Collins is rewriting the Hunger Games books to change Panam to Panam. That's I'm a rumor. I'm hearing rumors. <laughs> I'm hearing rumors. I am. I am. You are a reporter. I'm a reporter. You are. You really are. You break the news. I'm. I'm hearing rumors. Put them. <laughs> it came on at my at Hoopla. I hear it and I know. And we all activated. You don't even understand what happened at Mighty Hoopla when Padam came on. The dance floor was dead. Then it filled. <laughs> I don't know what to say. We were literally walking to the urinals, and Padam came on, and we had to stop. Are you guys excited to see Padam Padam performed at the Las Culturistas Cultural Awards? We might be getting a big special guest to come a perform the song. Guest might perform Padam Padam. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details hey los culturistas listeners we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift now you can use gift mode on etsy gift mode on etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion it's easy just tap 
app or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Okay, let's talk about the awards. Okay, so now by now, you know that all of the Las Culturistas Culture Awards nominees have been announced. Um, the campaign starts now. If you feel that you have a strong instinct as to what should win these categories, you need to be publicist. Yes. You need to yes. get going. I need to see FYC. I need to see us being tagged. I need to see billboards you inter- interacting with each other. I need to see... Campaigns. I need to see campaigns. I need to see a photoshopped picture of a billboard. Period. Yes. I want to see a banner on the street. I want to see a pamphlet that I, you design. I just, I want to see you guys activate because otherwise, if you don't vote, period. Period. If, if you, you don't, don't vote, vote, what do you think is going to happen? You are not going to feel like a part of this award show. If you don't vote. If you don't, in the words of Adina Menzel, move for me. me. You better move for me. Now, what do you have to say about these being the front runners? Mm-hmm. Um, the most nominated. The most nominated. I'm sorry. Yes, the most nominated. Yes. We have Doja Cat. Yes. Big contender. Oreo cookies. <laughs> Breathe by Faith Hill nominated in multiple categories. This was not something I saw coming this no. year. I did not think that Breathe by Faith was going to be one of the record of the year nominees. And then, you know, when it was, I was sort of like, yeah, I get it. Because if you listen to it again, and I do want everyone listening to it again, you do realize actually it's one of the most important songs of the year. It is one of the most important songs of the year. And then you go, and then you look down the list and you see Santa Award for being unforgettable. Breathe, Breathe by, by Faith Hill. Hill. Up against some tough competition. Yeah. But, you know... I don't think anyone saw this coming. And I guess as a Record of the Year nominee, it will be performed at the awards. Interesting. Now, speaking of other Record of the Year nominees that will be performed at the awards, if I had to say one thing, and I think you'll agree about this, everyone needs to be off book on Eighth World Wonder by Kimberly Locke. We're going to need a lot of audience excitement for that song because it's going to, we've said it before, but kick off the show. Have we said this before? We've said it. Thank God. Let's see what else do we have. We have all I want for Christmas is you. I mean, that's going to be a years huge in a row. contender. I mean, I think that probably going forward, we're going to see all I want for Christmas is you be a huge contender in this category. I think this is the first. This is historic because this is the first time in any award yeah. show mm-hmm. history for all I want for a song to be nominated two years in a row for record of the year. Yeah. I think that that speaks to its cultural impact, yes. Bowen. I really do. And remember that last year's winner was Drive Back by Candace, which has stood the test of time Absolutely. in its own right. We're still singing it. Children were singing Children were singing a song. At weddings. At funerals. funerals. And we're going to see what wins. I just... 
I I think this is a really tough race. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's really exciting because all the nominees are being performed. Padam Padam has really made a late case uh, yes. l- late in the year. And um, what's the? Oh, we're missing the fifth nominee. Oh, the fifth nominee um, is if you ask me to. If you ask me to by Celine by Dion. Celine Dion, which you know you might be getting a special performance as well. And by might I mean yes. Might I mean yes? I do. Are you okay? There is something going on. Everyone's congested in London. Well, okay, so... It's June, and I'm sorry, the weather is 50 degrees, or as the Brits say, you know, 18. I don't, I don't know. I can't convert. I was talking to a gay man yesterday at Mighty Hoopla, and he said to me, I've got a case of hay fever. They call it hay fever here. And I was like, oh my God, what? Like, how do you get it? And he was like, well, you know, it's like, you know, it's hay fever, you get it. And I was like, oh, allergies. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I think you lot call it allergies. And I was like, wow, to call it hay, hay fever. Because I guess the hay in the air. But it's not hay. It's dramatic to me. Uh, to me, British people calling allergies hay fever is dramatic. You live me. in the city. You don't live on a farm, babe. Yeah. You don't live on a farm, honey. Honey, accept the fact that Big you Ben's are... Big Ben's right over there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's hay- a costa. There's across a, the street. There's a Costa Costa Coffee across the street. There's a Costa Coffee across the street. It's not high fever. It's allergies. Okay, hon. Hun. You're not a, at risk. You're not at risk. There's a fucking... There's a Pret-a-Manger. There's a Sainsbury's. There's a, Say that. There's a Tesco. It's there's not... There's all these things. There's all these things that are not what? Hey. Mighty Hoopla was a sleigh. We really wish we had gotten to see Kelly Rowland the night before, but we were seeing her goddamn sister. And, and we heard that she wore an intense black cat suit and gave production value, budget, talent, and more. I mean, Kelly Rowland. She to Kelly Rowland gives talent, charisma, and more. And more. <laughs> this is a new syntactical thing that Matt is innovating on, always innovating on. But the, the new thing is, and please explain this um, for yourself, but, uh, but in summary, it's to say two things and then always follow it up and with, more. And more. So basically, like, if I was to say what London is giving, London is giving prosperity, culture, and more. (laughs) Bon Yang gives talent, charisma, and more. Mm. Oh, what the hell was that? My ice bucket. My ice bucket is giving sounds, coldness, and more. And more. I look out to London, and I'm literally seeing clouds, sky, and more. It's a complete thought. The title of this episode (laughs) is Eras, Renaissance, and and more. more. I love it. I love that too. I love that. So literally, so this was such a a wild couple weeks that we actually made a list of things to get through and we've gotten through all of them except two. We have to discuss the succession finale. We do. Bon Yang, what did you feel about the way that succession ended and how power transferred? Well, power did not transfer, I would say. Mm Mm-mm. I would say the only person who was really in power was Matson, And at the end of the day, he still is in power. Yeah. And all along, he was the only person who was in power. And that's a comment. And that's a comment. These children were, I mean, in the words of Roman, they were all bullshit. Yeah. The whole time. And that is the, that is what the tragedy of this show is. Yep. And, and what a fucking brilliant, what a perfect, perfect finale. Yeah. I will never forget it. With this perfect finale, the cheers in the, in the valley. Could it be happier? That's where my voice is right now, yes. y'all. Um, you guys, here's what I'm gonna say right now, and I we've talked about hating saying this. 
but Sarah's not give her the Emmy. Give her the I mean, Emmy. This was this is what I love about Succession. It is going to make brand names out of a few people. Sarah Snook, I'm so excited to see what she does next. Like this was unbelievable. And also that's a tough turn in that finale. One million Almost every single episode, she has an impossible task, but she is endlessly watchable. She fucking turns on a dime. You believe every second of it. It's super authentic. There's no one like her really. Sarah Snook is a finalist and I'm so happy she's nominated for everything she's nominated for and even earns her own category. Earns her own category. The Shiv Award. The Shiv Roy Award. It's it's not the Sarah Snook Award. No. But it's the Shiv Roy. Um, I've been exposed to the fan cams of Shiv slash Sarah. Mm. They are many and they are all mesmerizing. Yeah. Because you're just seeing clip after clip of Sarah smiling, blinking, waving, mm-hmm. doing little things and going, Luminous. I could be, I could watch this all day. Yeah. I just mean like, when, no, that, I know, but like, but that, oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. But I'm just saying, like, even just on a fan cam level. This, oh this, yeah, this no. When fa- when the fan cams are giving, you know that there's fans. She's an analog of Pedro Pascal. It's like you could watch. Ooh. We could all watch a Pedro Pascal fan cam. We can all watch a Sarah Snook fan. Deeply cam. mother, deeply mother, and daughter in a way. Deeply mother, deeply daughter, and unfortunately wife hmm. in the season finale. Trapped. Trapped. Trapped in the car. Hand on an open palm. I that mean, tragic last image. Oh, dear God. Both of them. Both. I mean, what we heard was, and what I think people must know at this point, is that Kendall walking back into the room, acting as if the, the fishbowl of, fi- of these siblings breaking down, mm-hmm. acting as if like no one had seen what just happened. Yeah. And the guy being like, we're done. We're d- it, it's, it, that was the oh, fully ad-libbed. Yeah. We're done. We're done. We're done. Like, I forget the line. It's like, you don't have it. Yeah. It's like a, a little literal, but you, you do need to see that moment where you like, it dawns on him. I loved it. I mean, just uh, a lot of people are, and I think this was going to be the case either way. We're just not necessarily satisfied because they either didn't see the shift turn coming or didn't buy it or like, or the whole, like, the whole season is a lead up to that turn. I would agree. And I also think the fact that it felt impulsive just goes to show that this is going to be this family's reality forever. And I loved the way that it ended sort of not with them. Of course they had like what could be deemed like a relationship ending fight, but I bet not. You get the mm. sense that this pe- these people's prison is yes, he's sitting there staring at the water and like completely defeated, but there's also something there that's just like it's not over for him in trying to I don't think it's like a death sentence for him. I think he's going to keep attempting oh interesting but not i don't know how he possibly could but like the story's not over for the family Uh in in terms of a family drama sense and that's what i really liked about it was that it felt like the words like i love you but i can't stomach you is like like they're still connected and i mean there she is like still connected to it in her own way and like i just you get the sense that it's ongoing in a dramatic sense but in a way where i'm good to not watch I mean, I totally agree. I think that's the whole thing of the show is that it's this it's this group of people who are locked into yes. torture because they are family. Yeah, there's there's like conclusion, but not finality, is I would say. There's conclusion to the story, but there's like this very dark ellipses 
that is mm-hmm. on their lives now. Mm-hmm. And I remember like um, a few days ago, I read an article where Jeremy Strong was like, which was very Jeremy Strong. He was like, you know, I did a take where I, as Kendall, wanted to jump in the water because yeah. I felt he'd want to kill himself in that moment. And, you know, they had to stop me. And I was like, right. And that's why that's why we don't have Jenna Ortega writing Wednesday. This is why we don't have Jeremy Strong writing Succession because it really was supposed to end the way it was supposed to yes. end without you jumping in the water. But I guess happy we got the take. Would love to see the deleted scene of Jeremy Strong trying to like jump in the water and the like, you know, second AD being like, Jeremy, Jeremy, no, Jeremy. Right, right. You gotta love him. You gotta we needed love him. one more from him. This man, and I, let me just let me just make clear <laughs> once again. This man is iconic. Oh, please. And, and there was a lot of pickup from that story I shared. Yeah. About the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It is all in. And we, we met everywhere we said. It was ridiculous. It was so perfect. Yes. This is this man's process. And guess what? It works. That's all that matters. It works better than anything else we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I wouldn't change a thing. Wouldn't change a thing. Love that Roman's last moment is he's back at the bar, like where we found him season one, like the yep. first scene. It's like he is fully. Well, I my interpretation of the moments we leave all these three siblings on is that like, with the exception of Shiv, I guess. Well, no, with Shiv, it's like these three people don't know what to do mm. without this motivating force it's the perfect ending on this because it's like this, the, the whole like race is over yeah, and you end with like Kendall like staring out into the water because I think for him, it's done. Like he, he does not know what to do. Right. He, he like was built for this. And now that this is finally taken away from him and he's like, I don't, so he, dark. his existence is like meaningless. Yeah. So sad. I think the turn works for Shiv, especially when right before her, it's Roman being like, yeah, I'm sure. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's a moment of hedging. You see, like, a moment of him being like, I don't know. Like, his, you know, his stitches. And she's popped. like, I actually have a final move here exactly. to be to be the power player, exactly. and it is to burn it down. I don't think the turn is unearned at all. No, me neither. Especially with the Roman thing after that crazy hug scene. Yeah, that was insane. Like, I think it was a perfect finale, and you can't say that for a lot of HBO shows. Like, people still are arguing about the Sopranos thing now. You know, it's Game like, of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones, I mean, like all of it, all. Yeah. And so, like, Six I, Feet Under was the closest thing to perfection when it was. I never saw it. Never oh, saw it. I know, I got that it. finale was. See, yeah, I mean, in in an almost opposite way of Succession because it actually did that thing, and it sort of like I guess, you know, not created the thing, but like perfected the thing of like we are seeing into the future, into the ends of their lives. Mm-hmm. Cause that was a show literally about yeah. death and about, you know, that idea of uh, closure or lack thereof. And so basically like that was the perfect ending for that show was to jump into the future and see the, the great expanse of what that life was. Whereas succession, what it was saying was like, these people wanted so desperately to be more than their situation and be more than this, but they're not. Yeah. They are not serious people, as he said in yeah, that yeah, yeah. second episode. You know what I mean? It's just like, ultimately, they were defined by their station in life and it made them miserable. Yeah. So that is the, I guess, like, satire of the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I will miss the show a great deal. You know, and it makes me sad. Like the whole state of television right now, it does make me sad because it's like, with so many things are ending that were so formative and have ended. It's like, are we creating new things? Are we creating new art? Like that is 
like this anymore. I mean, like it it really does feel not to be like morose or like uh what's the word? Yeah, yeah. Um 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 fatalist um, about the state of yeah. television and the state of art in general and the state of cinema, but like you know, I saw Fast X and it's just like, is this what this is? Mm-hmm. Is this what this is? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see Spider-Verse. Oh, yes. But that's the thing of like, it is like... It is Marvel. It is. It's, yeah. it's a franchise. It's like... Yeah. But at least there's like a really inspiring level of like innovation there. But yeah, I mean, it just seems like everyone's... as an, And by everyone, we just mean like the people who like decide these things is, mm. is just even more and more risk-averse. Which is, by the way, like in terms of looking at things that have worked in the past and trying to predict and extrapolate into the future in terms of what gets greenlit. It's like, that is something that AI can do. Taylor Tomlinson did a whole thing about this. Like, yes. their jobs are the replaceable ones. Yeah. Not the writers. Yeah. It's literally the easiest thing in the world to do to just regurgitate. Which actually brings me to I Don't Think So Honey for me anyway. Okay, wait, do we have one more thing to discuss on the list? I could do it as my I Don't Think So Honey and that could be the jumping off point. I love it. Okay. Because it is an I Don't Think So Honey for me. Okay. I love it. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. 
So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. So this is I Don't Think So Honey, people. And this is, of course, our one-minute segment where we just sort of, you know, have to drag and read and absolutely demolish things in pop culture that are bothering us. And I have to say, the third graders are getting into it this month, later in the month. And I am... Ready to start the conversation. You know what? Can I promise you something as a friend? Promise me. I'm going to get caught up on Morning Show. You have to. And we are going to be able to talk about this and have a dialogue. Bowen, I think it's your favorite show that you don't know. I believe it. Is your favorite show yet. I didn't mean but to. But that's, of course, a whole different conversation than the one we're about to begin. Okay. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so. Honey, his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Samantha coming back to and just like that season two. I'm sorry, but it feels so stupid to tell us it's definitely not happening. It's definitely not happening. It's definitely not happening. And then now I don't think so, honey, that we know actually exactly how it's happening. I don't think so, honey, that these these people are hell bent on telling us every single thing that happens. Yeah. And just like that season two, like we fully know about Aiden. Stop teasing us in the trailer. We've all seen online that they like pretty much end up together or at least go on like a goddamn vacation together. I don't think so, honey, that we know that. Where is tension? Where is the idea of surprise? We literally know Samantha is coming back and she's going to have one scene and it's going to be on the phone. So now what? Yeah, I guess, quote unquote, everyone's going to watch now, but I don't think so, honey. Was it struggling in the first place? What is this? Is Sex in the City now just a meme generator? Is that what we're fully committing to now? Bowen is nodding. And if that's the case, then I, I guess I think so, honey. Third graders go all the way off, but I don't think so, honey, me who loved Sex in the City in the beginning. That's one minute. I could not agree with you more. I mean, is Sex in the City just a meme generator now? Yeah, I mean, I remember talking to Cynthia Nixon. We did mm-hmm. an Actors on Actors together. Lovely experience. Love her. I brought up in a way that like was, you know, not like totally honest, but I was like, I hope you guys know that the discourse is a compliment which is what you and I have said. Well, I do think it's a compliment until it gets to a certain place where, I've, where I think it's approaching. Right. Yes. And, and so then, and, and what she had to say was, you know, like Michael Patrick King, the whole time when all like the Che Diaz, like, you know, after Big dies and after all the Che moments was like, nope, this is great. Like, after all of us were like, God, what's happening? Like people are really dunking on this. Right. He was like, nope, this is great. We have one water cooler moment after another and after another and after another. And in a way, I feel like the danger there is that the people who make the show are now motivated by those water cooler moments exclusively. And so they want us to be talking about the Samantha thing as if it's like, but that cheapens the experience of watching the show. Why would you keep it? So she filmed this in March. Why would you keep it a secret for all PR rollout? Yes. And I completely understand that, but it's just like, okay, so you would never have told us that big died in the premiere of season one. Right. 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 But, you would tell us that Samantha is returning when the number one water cooler conversation about the show is will she or will she not return and in what capacity? So by the same argument, like, should you have told us exactly. that Big was going to die? Like, I guess we quote unquote all would have watched. And some people are saying that because there's a conversation about the quality of and just like that not being up to snuff with Sex in the City, that there was going to be a drop off. And so they had to do things like that or this, like in terms of revealing the plot, 
elements. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. I just don't think that if you watch the entirety of it just like that season one, and you are someone who participates in culture and the consumption mm-hmm. of culture in the way this is and misses the monoculture, which is, I guess, what we're all yeah. here for and why we have this in the first place, you're not going to not watch this show. right? And if that's the case, then like maybe you do have a quality issue and you have to look at that. But you already told us that Aiden was going to be there. So why did we need it spoiled for us that Samantha is going to be there? I know. And it's also like, even if you said she's coming back, then just say that. Don't say it's going to be one scene in the finale and it's not with the other characters. She she did not interact with any of her castmates. Didn't interact with Michael Patrick King. Patricia Field came back for one scene. Okay, cool. So it's going to be a gag. She'll be dressed well. Okay. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it's already, it's not off to a great start. I mean, we'll all be watching, obviously. But that's the thing is it's like, we're going to watch and that, but that's exactly my point. I I, I, I totally understand. We were going to watch. It is people chasing entry into the monoculture at the expense of like an actual enjoyable experience of like consuming it. You know, yes. And you know what? Wonder what was great about the monoculture or that time. It's like we could watch something and not know what was going to happen. We could watch something and enjoy it altogether and have that cathartic experience altogether. Now, what you've done is you've moved that cathartic, like communal experience to like a deadline article. And that sucks. It's a bit shit, isn't it? It's a bit shit. It's a bit shit. I can't do it. (laughs) But that's how I feel about that. I mean, I'm just, it was just like, wow, after all of that, you're going to announce it in the trades? In the trades. I know. After you've also used it as like, you know, like a bait and switch all first season long about the text with her and then Carrie being in the same city as her and then meeting, like agreeing to meet up. Like now you're going to announce in the trades. It just felt really cheap to me. And like, this is the thing about like when you talk to Cynthia about like the discourse being a compliment. The discourse was a compliment because it was about the wildness of Che, yes. the craziness of these like women like changing and like not in line with what the original show was doing because right. it got people to talk about what was happening in the show. Yeah. This is talking about the outside. macro outside of the show. And that is not interesting. Right, right. That is not interesting. It's the equivalent of when you watch a housewives reunion and all they talk about is social media. It's like, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's not interesting. I kind of don't care about behavioral things. No. Like, I, about like these like real actors or these real people. If we cared, then there would be a demand for like, you know, there's like no demand to hear more about the story. No. I think everyone's just exhausted yeah. by it. And so now to hear that, oh, she's coming back, but don't worry, the needle still hasn't moved on anything in terms of the relationships or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm, so now mm-hmm. it's just like you're reminding us this is not an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. For what? Samantha to come back and do one scene after Kim Cattrall has expressly talked about how uncomfortable she is playing the character? Mm-hmm. Like, so what? Are we supposed to expect that she got a huge payday and you, you got her? Or that, like, she has no integrity? You know what I mean? Like, what is it that we're saying? There's it's like, no way it's going to be worth it. No! Like, there's no way that we watch it and we're like, oh, that oh, really there she is and thank god i know that scratched something like no way because you know for a fact that she begrudgingly came back pretty much against her will i can't even like ethically consume it 
watch Glamorous on Netflix later <laughs> in the month to see Kim Cattrall every episode. And Matt Rogers and Joel Kim Booster in We are in the eighth episode one. of the season. Amazing. I did not share scenes with Kim, but Kim is Kim, all over that show. Kim is in the show. She's in it in a major way. Every episode, even not just one scene. She's in every episode. But watch Sex in the City and just like that, get like get for a fifty thousand times more conversation over her one scene than her entire performance in Glamorous. Like it's like I hope not, but you know, yeah, it's just so. Ugh. You know what? Start a new monoculture. Glamorous. Glamorous. Make glamorous part of the monoculture. Make glamorous part of the monoculture. It's rule of culture number nine. <laughs> Make glamorous, glamorous part of the, of the monoculture. monoculture. And then in 10 years, when Kim returns to the glamorous reboot, I don't want to hear that it's one scene. No. She'll be an old woman. Imagine her say- saying this about um, Zane Phillips. I just wish she were nicer. <laughs> I just wish you were nicer to me. I just wish you were nicer. That's all. And then she tags Zane on Instagram and say, hey, at Zane Phillips, leave me alone. alone. Do not wish me well. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Zane. Shout out to Zane. We love you. Love you, boy. Love you, love you, love you. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, this is your, I don't think so, honey. This is your sort of big moment on the episode to drag and read. Are you excited? I'm excited. All right. <laughs> this is Bowen Yang's I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey, saying if you died tomorrow, well, let's hope I don't. You know when people are like, if you died tomorrow, oh my God, I bet you, like, this is the picture that would, like, make me happy. Oh, no. I'm going to say, someone said this to me recently. It might have even been my sister, Yang Yang. I love you so much. But I I sent her a picture of us at Disney World, and she was like, oh, if you died tomorrow. I I, I remember you by this photo, and I go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, I Yes. 30 seconds. Let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> let's hope it doesn't come to that. I don't want to die. And it's, this is not, this is not um, uh, an attack on my sister, obviously. No. This is just people. Why do people say that? Why is that like a phrase in the culture and the English seconds. language? If you die tomorrow, I really hope I don't. Mm-hmm. I should, should I be worried? Do you know something I don't? Doctor. Doctor. Five seconds. If you ever say to me, if you die tomorrow, I will say, that's not appropriate. I don't think so, honey, that I'll ever say this to you. And that's one minute on you. And I would say this. One of the great tragedies of my life one day will be your death. No. It will be... You will will die before me. I hope so. (laughs) I'm looking you in the eyes and saying I hope so. The way the universe is working, I think, for both of us, is that you will not have to suffer sadness. You will not have to suffer that. I can't do grief. Can I say I can't do it? I cannot do it. If this is how I act after like oh my god, don't even get some other things in my life, I can't be doing grief. I have to go first, and I'm really apologize. And I understand this is like a morbid thing to even get into, and I don't even like getting into it. But I have to go first. It, all my acquaintances, friends, even my enemies, no. I don't want to see anyone go. I'd like to go first, please. I don't want to deal. And then y'all have a Renaissance concert for my funeral. Do the Matt Rogers eras. Do the Matt Rod. Oh, oh, that'll be a great show. That'll be a joyful show. Literally, after work one day, we're sitting around. Someone asks, where do you think we go when, when we die? And then we literally go around the circle. And then like the conversation shifts to, someone was like, this is a really wild question, but I, I'm oh. so curious to know. They were like, have you been in the presence of someone when they passed? Like at someone's bedside. And it was three of us. Two of them were like, yes. 
oh my gosh. And I was like, and then it made me realize, I was like, I'm sorry, I have nothing to contribute to this and that's yeah, okay. that's not something I've experienced. And one day I will. One day I might, and I am right there with you, my sister. It's going to be me. What not? Well, You're going to watch me expire. God, I hope we die at the same time. That would be wonderful. I literally can't do grief because I'm in my depression era, and you are pulling me out of it every moment I'm with you. But I cannot experience true loss. If my sister goes, I'm done. I'm out. If my parents go, I'm I'm done. done. I don't want it. I don't. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. And again, Yang, if you're listening, I know you are. That was not. I don't think something about you. It was just you said that, and I was like, wait a minute. Here's the thing. Here's the tea. We're actually both in depression era. (sighs) Your girl, this podcaster, is also newly medicated, and I'm loving it. Yes. But the fact is, it's hard. It's difficult to live sometimes. And you need and even a Taylor Swift concert or Beyonce won't be the, the panacea. It's sisterhood. And you cut off my sisterhood. You cut off my life support. Period. Starring Queen Latifah. Yes. Is that is that the movie you interviewed her on? So I interviewed her years ago about Secret Life of Bees. Life of Bees. And one of my favorite stories ever is that I was 18 years old. I was oh. writing for the NYU newspaper and oh. I was doing the film features and film reviews. And I got to see the Secret Life of Bees early. And then in part of a group... I got to interview Gina Prince-Bythewood, Sophie Okonedo, and Queen Latifah. And I sort of flopped on Gina and Sophie just because I was nervous and like, you know, I didn't know how to do it. Sophie wasn't nice to you. Wasn't that she wasn't nice. It was another interviewer was like, he cut you off. So do you want to answer that question again? And I was like, oh, I wasn't kind of, I didn't mean to, uh, uh," but it was a flop. So Queen Latifah comes in and she's luminous. She's a superstar. She has platinum blonde hair. Mm. It's everything. She's in her secret life of bees. Bag. bag so then at the end everyone's like lining up to get their like press packet signed yeah, yeah and everyone that's going up to her is like i love this movie and i love you in chicago right right i love you in chicago i, I love you times. in chicago she goes yeah 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 so i'm like i'm really about to gag her a bit so i go up to her and i say i just want to say i loved you in life support and she looked up and she looked me in the eyes and she said thank you so much baby you got the baby. And I said, You're welcome. I know that's right. <laughs> I said, I know that's right. I you know that's right. You know how to connect. I said, I'm saying the AIDS movie that and I genuinely love. Of course. And then she goes, this man genuinely loved the AIDS movie. She said, this gay boy watched the AIDS movie that I was in. And I'm going to thank him. And I'm going to look him in his eyes. I'm going to swipe my platinum blonde hair out of my face in my secret life of bees bag (laughs) and call him baby and say, thank you so much, baby. I love that story so much. We end every episode with a song. (laughs) When you're good to my More of that song, watch Chicago starring Queen Latifah and Richard Gere. <laughs> Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and 
all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. 